Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am the CEO and founder of J Intel, a nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Being an overcomer, visionary, and God's creation, I empower women with their emotional wellness and intimacy with God to live abundantly. In this podcast series, we reveal that our wellness is not just physical health, but includes mental and spiritual health. True health and well-being include all three aspects. We transform our lives when we care for our mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back, ladies. I am so excited that you joined us again at a Healing Peace podcast. And you know, last week we started talking about buried emotions and the, and how to release it. And you know what we do. Every time I have a new subject matter, I bring on a guest and we dig a little deeper. We talk through it. And today we are not going to disappoint. I have Crescinda Jones on the show, and she is going to help us to release some of this stuff and give us some tools and techniques. So Crescinda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kamir. Appreciate that. So happy to be here. Girl, we're going to talk about it today. But before we get into that good information, why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are and what you do and, and, and a little bit about why you should be here talking to me. Oh, wow. Well, releasing emotions. Hey, that's my specialty. For those of you guys who may not know me, I am a counselor here in Florida. I finished up my professional counseling degree, master's in 2018. I also consider myself a transformation and success coach. I've written three books on these topics, read tons, gone to lots of training, and I am definitely very excited also that upcoming, I'm going to have a, a discussion about mind, power, vision, and healing. That's one of my passions. Uh, we have two discussions coming up. The other one is a different topic, but my career included teaching. I started out as a math teacher. Then I went into administration. I was a vice principal and a principal. Then I went to central office or district level supervision. So that's how my career has gone. But unfortunately, to 2013, I had to retire. I was diagnosed with lupus and Sjogren's and fibromyalgia and anxiety and myeloma. Thank God it's not multiple myeloma and they don't expect it to progress, but I just, the level of energy just had not been there. So my brain was working, but my body was like, oh no, you need to sit down. So that's when I started writing the books. And lastly, my favorite role, as we have talked about since I majored in mathematics twice, and I love to see results, clear results. My favorite role is that uh, using neuro-linguistic programming and timeline therapy. I'm a master practitioner in both of those. So that's a little bit about me. Well, your resume sounds impeccable. And one thing that I do want to bring to individuals' attention is that even though you said you retired, the sister's still working it out and, and still encouraging and helping people and you transition to something different that is still an encouragement to you, who you are, how your brain works, but more importantly, being able to give back to other people. So I appreciate that example. That is an incredible example because you think of retirement, you think, oh, I'm not doing anything else and I'm trying to figure out how to keep busy. You worked it out. 
Did you know that a Healing Peace podcast has a website? You will find resources along with our very own tools and tips on our website. Our tools and tips provide tangible principles to keep you on your emotional healing and wellness journeys. While you are on our website, sign up for our newsletter. You will receive a free emotional wellness assessment just for signing up. Also, you will stay informed about podcast episodes, courses, and workshops. You will receive all this great information just for signing up for our newsletter. Go to ahealingpeace.com today. Well, and now you're here because you're going to share a wealth of knowledge with us. So I'm excited about that. And and one of the things that you talked about was transformation. And I know before in the podcast, I was talking about releasing those emotions and what happens when we bury those emotions? How does it affect us? Wow, that's a great question. And what is so crazy, and I'm not sure that you know this, but in my second book, Spiritual Transformation, Emotional Intelligence and Freedom, I actually have a chapter that's titled The Cost of Repressing Emotions. Can you believe that? (laughs) So your question is just so amazing. Uh, And unfortunately, there is a great impact when we do not face when we do not allow, when we do not embrace our God-given emotions. A lot of times we want to act like we are just robots because we're not comfortable with emotions. But if we ignore or attempt to repress the challenging emotions, then we actually limit ourselves and our experiences and experiencing the ones that we like. So we can become numb as opposed to experiencing life and our emotions to the full. And we don't want to do that. So in spiritual transformation, I actually even list emotions that we see in the Bible with God and Jesus, David, Jeremiah, Paul, and more. But more practically, if you like, I can just share some practicals about the immediate and the long-term consequences of repressing our emotions. So I'm sure you know, we can have physical symptoms. If we are not dealing with our emotions, we can get headaches, stomach disturbances, palpitations, sweats. We can have trouble sleeping. Oh my gosh. Client after client has sexual challenges in their marriage because they're not dealing with their emotions, let alone it can sap our energy and just lead to so many problems. So those are some examples of physical symptoms where we're not dealing with our emotions. Emotionally, we can end up having anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, fears galore, anger, shame, can't relax, got to keep going like the Energizer Bunny. So those are some of the things that can happen emotionally. Then of course, addictions. Some look worse than others. For me, I was just addicted to being successful. (laughs) I was just go, 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 task oriented. But we can become addicted to being busy, to service, you know, and the typical addictions are drinking and drugs and gambling and pornography. But even we can become addicted to exercise, TV, gaming. And I'll just mention a couple more. When we repress our emotions and don't deal with them, we can have those mental health challenges too. We can have mental health disorders, suicidal ideation, attempted suicide mania. And what's most important to God is that if we do repress our emotions, it can wreak havoc in our relationships, our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves and our relationships with other people. 
and it can wreak havoc in our school life, our work life, our finances, our families, because really when we're not in, in, in control of those emotions, they run us. It's so fascinating because as you were going through the list, especially the physical aspect of it, I would naturally not think that that is associated with my emotions. It's funny you say that because one of the things that I did learn in my training, which is the most miraculous thing I've ever seen, is that we can actually eliminate pain because typically it is connected to our emotions that we're not dealing with. The folks that I got training from, they say, oh, we guarantee that we'll eliminate pain from the waist up. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to try to guarantee anything, but if you say so. So we have a technique to deal with pain, which is a lot of times from an emotional root. Wow. I definitely seen, I don't, I don't know if this is correct terminology, but a couple of television shows where you, you'll see the person be very fanatic, very charismatic and, and talk about healing and, and that a person would come up and they're like, hey, just balance your mind and da 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 And so I used to always think that was a hokey pokey kind of stuff. Like, is that for real? Is that true? And what did you say you saw? Say that again. It, it's more of watching certain programs, definitely from a religious perspective, where yet someone will come up and, and talk about how you can release all these different things, relax your mind, and sure enough, that you'll be healed. Oh, yeah. So from a religious perspective, I think you and I both have heard 50 million times about how we are supposed to be new creations, how we are supposed to be healed. But let me tell you, there's so many people who are saved spiritually, but feel so lost emotionally. I remember when I first started my journey for personal growth, as far as my emotional and mental health was concerned, I was like, oh, I feel born again emotionally. I had left that part out. So I definitely was so grateful to study the Bible and get baptized and be born again spiritually. But we're not just spiritual beings. We're physical beings. We're psychological beings. We're emotional beings, social beings. So we got to deal with all of that. And in the counseling field, we call it biopsychosocial, spiritual components of ourselves. So if we only deal with the spiritual, no, we, we can miss out on being healthy emotionally, being healed emotionally, therefore not do as well as God wants us to do spiritually. And I'm so grateful that you shared that because I, I know previously, even in my own journey, just the stigmatism that comes with, oh, well, I shouldn't be experiencing these things because, oh, I have God now and God, he takes away all of this. So who am I to still hold on to it? So that means I must not be faithful right now. And then that type of thought process definitely beats me up. And then you you feel so poorly about yourself and, and it leads to other things. Enjoy being stylish. Our community partner, Back to Jesus, is a faith-based apparel and accessories online store. When you purchase items with our logo, you are proclaiming God who has control, the Spirit who gives us strength, peace, and comfort, and Jesus who is our refuge. Turn heads with our stylish products while praising Him. Shop at backtojesus.us to purchase items. 
I was just able to do a class at a conference that I went to and and I shared some tools and demonstrated some tools. And then I said, please do not beat yourself up if you have not had this tool before. Because the reality is we can be so focused on the spiritual that we don't pay attention to the fact that our brain is controlling stuff. And so if we don't know information about our brain, then we're at the mercy of it. So our brain controls our emotions. We can manage it as opposed to it driving the bus wherever it wants to go. Right. And one of the things too, when you were again talking about the various impacts of our emotions and the physical side, those other attributes that we can tend to overlook. So what happens not only from a physical and an emotional, but what happens when we don't deal with it? Is it an opportunity for it to come out in different ways? And if it does, what does that look like? Because I know we were talking about previously about the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you can definitely get more information from my book where I talk about the cost of depressing emotions and Another great resource, one of my favorite workshops to do is called Mastering Emotional Intelligence. And that is based on a book called Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Bradbury and Graves. They both have doctorates, but they go through and they give tons of examples of people with low emotional intelligence, how they relate to people, especially in their vocation, how they interact, their interpersonal relationships, how they uh, process things. So your question was, how does it come out? Well, it comes out physically. It comes out emotionally. It comes out in addictions. It comes out in mental health challenges. It just wreaks havoc when we don't deal with and embrace and process our emotions effectively. And so it spills out onto other people. I remember hearing this quote that if we don't heal, then we bleed out on other people. And so I've heard so many times, oh, no, we can't address this now. Oh, we can't address it because we, no, 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 it'll just create a mess. I'm like, well, there's already the mess. And your, your efforts to try to contain it is making it worse. So just fear of addressing things. Definitely, we need folks who are competent to deal with things. But trying to ignore things or to contain the mess, it just makes it worse. Yeah. And as you say that, one of the things that I was wondering about in terms of how it bleeds over psychologically, what do we start doing in terms of how we believe about ourselves? Mm. Well, I'll just give you a personal example. I remember getting hurt my freshman year in college playing volleyball at UNC Charlotte. Basically, my mom, my dad, my doctor all agreed that, you know, just would not be good for me to continue to try to play sports. I had played since I was in seventh grade. And my stepfather was so upset with me that I didn't want to play. He said, oh, you're just a quitter. Now, I've never been a quitter. I've worked hard my whole life. I'm, you know, people who know me know I'm one of the hardest workers there is. And so, unfortunately, every single memory and every single emotion is stored subconsciously. Every single memory, every single emotion, every single event, every single trauma, every single good thing that has happened is all stored subconsciously. And unless we rewire those neural pathways that are there subconsciously, we are stuck with them. So even though 
I didn't believe that I was a quitter, even though that was his mess and not mine and his projection and his need for good things that come along with a daughter who plays collegiate sports, you know, bragging rights, even though that wasn't true. Nobody would think that Crescenda Jones is a quitter. That's what I began to believe in my subconscious mind. And so therefore, later on in life, I didn't quit when I needed to. You know, that job that I needed to quit because people were crazy, I stayed in it. Relationships that were not healthy, that were people who were close to me, I I stayed in them. (laughs) So that's one example of how things can manifest that are just not good for us because they are stored subconsciously. And until we rewire subconsciously, we are stuck with those emotions and those events. PTSD. And it's quite fascinating because... I don't know what you went through to figure that connection out, because I I know for me, it took time to go through those layers to get to that root of, oh, that's why my behavior is X, Y, and Z. Oh, so are you asking me what I went through? (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that'd be kind of cheating. Okay. Well, (laughs) well, let me, let me cheat too and tell you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, so I had gone to counseling forever. I was serious about my personal growth and God just provided when I was going through my counseling program, we have to have supervisors. God said no to every single person in South Florida and gave me only one person who would be my supervisor. That man, PhD two, three times knew about timeline therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. He demonstrated it. I was like, I got to learn this because I've never seen anything like it. And so in that timeline therapy breakthrough process, we talk through 13 questions so that we can figure out the root issue. And it is so cool because as we talk through some events, we also make sure that we figure out what's the connection between the event and your greater problem or root issue. And so within just... On average, about four hours, six hours on average, people know what the connection is between the events that they have experienced and their greater problem. So it's an amazing, it's the most efficient and effective process that I've ever seen to heal, eliminate those negative emotions and limiting beliefs connected to past events. I've never seen anything like it. It is so powerful. So that's how I learned the connections in my In doing timeline therapy, we have what we call learnings that replace the negative emotions. And so in those learnings, also, I got those connections. And I'm glad that you shared that because I think one of the things that is clear is that you couldn't do it by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So going beyond, we can't do it by ourselves. Many of the counselors who were in the training that I went to for NLP and timeline therapy now, there were only about five of us. Most people there were coaches, but uh, they made it clear that there's such a difference between talk therapy and timeline therapy. And timeline therapy is not just talking about the events that have happened in our lives. It's actually a t- technique that releases and eliminates the negative emotions and limiting beliefs connected to past events. So it's very different than talk therapy. And it's not just about coping and having co- coping mechanisms. It is about actual healing. And I know that we're going to spend some time a little later on going through the specifics of it. 
And so I think you guys is giving you an opportunity to know that we're going to have a great conversation. It's going to continue. But before we go into that depth of detail, one of the things that we did kind of already touch base on in terms of the spirituality component. And I want to, before I forget that train of thought, I kind of want to come back to it in the essence of how does God want us to develop and move? We stop that aspect because we think he wants us to be a certain way. So I want to address that before we get into that timeline piece, because I do love talking about God Mm -hmm. and those who listen, they know I do, but I do want to be able to make that connection a little bit more as well. Well, God has a plan, not just for our life. John 10, 10, my one, my favorite scripture. He wants us to have life to the full, but Satan is the deceiver. Satan is the one who's out to steal, kill, and destroy. God, on the other hand, in Romans 12, 2 says that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So God talks about our brains and our minds. Another one, we are actually supposed to love God with all of our mind, our soul, our heart, and our strength. Mind is in there too. The psychological, the mental, no, we cannot ignore or get rid of those scriptures in the Bible. Two other of my favorite scriptures, this one is in the NLV. God says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, that we must be the boss over our minds. So that's not a suggestion. That's not a please do. That is, you must be the boss over your mind in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. And lastly, in Ephesians 4, 23, he says that we, are, we need to be made new in the attitude of our minds. So the psychological part of us, psyche, is actually in uh, in Bible languages, soul. What's more important than our soul? Our psyche. So that's the definition of psychology. It comes from psyche, our soul. So soul care is so important. That includes our heart and our mind. And those just are some of the scriptures that talk about what God wants for us. And so I'm curious, even from what you've experienced with your clients and even in your own journey, What has been something that's helped you to get back to that understanding when those emotions kind of take over and wants to make you feel like, oh, you shouldn't be approaching God at this time because you have to go deal with X, Y, and Z? Mm, I think the examples in the Bible, I mean, the Bible is just so amazing. And I do look at it as God's love letter. There were so many people angry at God in the Bible. There are books about it. When we have a false, a fake, a phony, a surface religion, when we don't accept our humanity, we don't accept our human emotions or the emotional part of God. We want to break it down to, you know, this could be a temptation for me coming from a math background. We want to break it down to X, Y, Z, one, two, three. God is a relational God. He's not, he doesn't want us to be robots. Those are my thoughts there that, you know, we are emotional beings. God is an emotional being. Jesus, our heroes, we need to allow God to express himself through all of those areas of our lives. Sure. And I do appreciate you sharing that as well, because again, I think it kind of removes some of that tension that we place on our, our, our being. And it, and I think it kind of gets us back to a, we're human and B, a God created us in 
again, as you talked about in his image as well, and he too has emotions and he too knows how to guide and lead us through it because he's the creator of it. And so the extent that these processes, as far as our brain is concerned, and these mechanisms lie outside of our awareness, that is the extent that they control us. So we want God and his Holy Spirit and ourselves to be in control of our lives, not something that we're not aware of. And so that's the goal. We understand and therefore can manage these things that are going on in our lives the way God created us. And I'm curious to, again, when I refer to or asking how you've seen these elements and this understanding manifest in the people that you work with, because you also talked about transformation. And so what have you noticed as they go through this process of releasing and reconnecting in this way? What have you noticed about their lives? So people who know me may know a wonderful minister who has retired by the name of Jim Brown, Jim and Teresa. And the way he described it is it shifted him from perplexed to encouraged and chronic limits to hope-filled vision. And then a young lady, it's only taken her about 11 hours to do the process. We just had an appointment yesterday. She texted me and she said, this made me think of Captain Marvel. His quote where he said, I've been fighting with one arm tied behind my back. And she said, I feel balanced, equilibrium being restored, content, peaceful, and empowered and free. It is. It has really been the most miraculous thing that I've ever seen. Just instantaneous change, efficient, effective, and there are additional success stories on my website, presentajones.com, and some videos there, some testimonies. But I also, for the process, I, I do give a money back guarantee because it is amazing the transformation and miraculous change. So those are some things that people have said. Sure. And as you shared this, I know that I was like, I know my listeners want to know more. How can I get involved in this? How can I do this? And we all know that you guys, that every time I have a guest on the show, I always make them come back. So Crescinda, would you come back? Because I know they want to know most specifically so they can be transformed too. Oh, yes, definitely. I look forward to coming back and people can get more information on my website, crescendajones.com. Yes, you guys. So go to her website because I know you got to wait another week. But until then, go take a look and and get more familiar with some of the concepts that she talked about. And we're going to come back next week. We're going to dig a little deeper. We're going to make it awesome. All right, you guys have a good week and I'll see you next week.